0: there. Welcome back to another episode of Quirky HR. I am joined by a colleague. We basically do the same thing and I'm very excited to chat with her. Um, we're joined by Kate Teves. She's the founder and COO of the HR Pro, a small business HR consulting company in Ontario. So welcome to Quirky HR, Kate. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Dana. Thank you for being here. We essentially do the same thing. And so I want to hear your journey into being a consultant. How did you get there? Where did you start? Tell us everything.
1: <laughs> it's a long story, but I will definitely try to keep it uh, to keep it short. But I, you know, my background is in retail. I worked through in the shoe industry actually for a really long time. and um, I've been a store manager. I was then offered an opportunity in the office and the head office to work as an operations manager and then uh, jump into supply chain analytics and things like that. And what I found through my entire journey of sort of corporate business is that I really love helping people uh, navigate their careers. And I've been doing a lot of that while I was um, uh um, facing individuals while we were training and onboarding and performance managing and things like that. And so I decided to then go back to school and get my HR degree. And so I did. That was a fun two years of my life when I worked and I studied at the same time, but it was completed eventually. And afterwards, I actually had a really hard time getting into the HR uh, role because my company at the time didn't uh, didn't have one internally, and so we were working on trying to figure out how we can really benefit from all of this ex- this knowledge and this education that I now have, and the experience from being a store manager, leveraging all of that to really scale the company. Um, but, but that wasn't in the cards, and so I ended up leaving to go work for a dropship company, and that was a really incredible experience because we went from brick and mortar to very much not. Um, and um, the systems, the tools they use, completely different. But of course, people are people. And so we've scaled the company to twice its size in the year and a half that I was there. And uh, that was an incredible experience for me as well. I've learned a lot. I was a standalone HR generalist. And as I'm sure most of you know, it's actually quite difficult to uh, to start your career with that because you don't have anywhere to go and nobody to ask hr specific questions Um, i actually started a facebook group because of that uh, where we really draw in all of the professionals across canada that people can ask specific questions if they don't have anywhere else to turn to and then after that i um, actually lost my job due to restructuring and it was just a bad situation because we were expecting a child and um, everything was sort of stacked up against us. This was uh, early 2020, and so COVID was just around the corner as well. So uh, none of that was overly fun uh, when we had also a two-and-a-half-year-old in daycare that costs a lot of money here in Ontario. And so I ended up finding actually a six-month contract to just kind of tie us over until my, uh, my the end of my pregnancy. And then once I went on maternity leave with my precious little boy, I decided that I was going to come out of the gate swinging as soon as my maternity leave was over and I was going to start my own company and I've had you know, enough of depending on other people for my paycheck. And that was that was going to be me. And so I did. I've done some research. Um, I've made some great connections while I was on maternity leave. And um, I niched myself into the real estate industry in Ontario, well, across Canada really, but primarily in Ontario because that's where I am. And so now what we do is we help brokerages we help teams on all of the processes that are related to HR making sure that they stay compliant making sure that their people are happy and engaged and the turnover rates are down as much as possible of course we've had a bit of a rough year last year with interest rates going up and prices going down but overall I absolutely love being a consultant I meet really incredible people every day and i get to learn something new every day so definitely a, a path that i've chosen well or has chosen me i should say
0: i love it okay i have two questions off the bat one is a career question and then one is a consulting question so i find that hr sometimes like stays behind the scenes and they don't really get involved in operations but you came with so much operations experience and i'm a firm believer that you have to know the jobs that you're writing job descriptions for and the nuances of the, the industry and all of that. So from your perspective, how much do you think that your operational experience helped you when you went into HR?
1: I think it had a tremendous impact on everything that I do to this day, actually, because I, I don't, you're absolutely right. HR is not a standalone department. I think people often don't realize it. It's also not a, a revenue generating department. And so we have to look at the business as a whole and work with all of the ownership and stakeholders to make sure that All of the pieces of HR align with all the pieces of the operations and the sales of the company or whatever it is that they do, right? Whether it's consulting, at the end of the day, we have to generate profit and we have to keep our costs down. And I think the business analytics that I've learned in my previous career have played a huge role because I can... Uh, identify some of the gaps for my clients and point them to where they need to be looking. So it's not always just HR related, and then I can find them the right people to bridge those gaps. Right. So I think definitely um, a very very powerful role um, the op- the ops um, job has played in my life for sure.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a missed knowledge point for a lot of HR professionals and is truly understanding the financial and operational impact of our decisions. I think sometimes we get laser focused and compliance or that's the law and that's how it's supposed to be. And we don't really take into consideration. Well, what does that actually look like?
1: I think the other thing too is t- different managers, different leadership um, uh, styles, uh, they respond well to certain things, right? So whereas for one leader, I can speak to the numbers and the impact of that particular decision on the the, the back, um, the, like the bottom line of the company. Uh, with other leaders, I can speak to the more sort of the softer, the human um, aspect, and both of them are important. So it's 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 great to be well-versed in both of these languages.
0: Sure. Okay. So here in the United States, our real estate agents are often 1099 contractors. Is it different in Canada?
1: No, it's not. Uh, So uh, real estate agents are still independent contractors here as well. However, a lot of real estate agents and teams employ um, uh, individuals such as social media managers, Administrative assistance, licensed assistance. Uh, and then at the brokerage level, we look at, you know, brokers of record, we look at office managers, we look at uh, directors of HR, directors of people and culture, and things like that. So there's definitely a lot of employment knowledge that still needs to be given to the real estate industry. And what I find to your point is a lot of real estate agents, because they've been self-employed for so long, they um they have been out of touch with some of the labor legislation that happens. So when they get to a specific level where they need to hire somebody, they often aren't sure exactly how to do that properly. And so they end up sometimes getting into a little bit of legal hot water as a result. And that's where I come in and help them to make sure that they don't get into that. So what are some of the
0: nuances or the challenges that you're seeing with clients in balancing the dynamic of having, you know, employees and subcontractors or 1099s?
1: I think some of the challenges come from, again, you know, that leadership style and not necessarily knowing how to now lead a team. Uh, We both know that I think just because somebody is amazing at, for example, sales doesn't automatically make them an amazing leader. Uh, It doesn't automatically teach them how to have difficult performance-based conversations or set out KPIs for the business or make sure that everyone's following the rules. And how do we do that without Demotivating someone or putting them on the spot, right? So um, that is a lot of what I do and where I come in to really support them with that because my job is to make sure that we're elevating the business as a whole, we're elevating the industry, and we're making sure that the people that are going into it, whether they're agents or employees, are very well aware of everything that they need to do in order to become successful. Um, And that's where I find there's the biggest gap, really and truly, is that they aren't taught any of these these things and uh most of it is sort of sink or swim right um and so we want to make sure that we're supporting them as much as possible to to be the best agents and to be the boss the best leaders as well i think of that concept
0: of um as like strategic hr right if we're doing things compliant sure that's one thing but then it's about the alignment of everything that we do and in small business i find that the view or the need or the desire is like, let's make sure we're doing things right. Let's not worry about strategy or let's not worry about uh, what our reputation is as an an employer. Do you find that as well?
1: Absolutely. 100%. And that's where I I come in and I work with a lot of other wonderful consultants as well that can support the clients in building out a business plan, support them in building out those KPIs, right? And monitor them because KPIs alone mean absolutely nothing if you aren't analyzing your business, right? So when we get into sort of SWOT analysis or pestle analysis or any other analysis for that matter, we can we we force our clients essentially to sit down and say, is this where you want your business to be? Is this where you envisioned? What was your plan for 2023? We're at the end of, you know, we're in the beginning of Q2. Is this where you thought you'd be? How do we pivot? How do we make sure that you have the right people behind you in order to achieve those objectives? Um, uh, so I think that's a great question. So for sure.
0: Yeah. It's, I feel like sometimes we get, uh, Reached out to because they want us to just do the compliance functionality. And really, there's so much value on the other side of it. Sure, we want to make sure your files are right and your I 9s and all of that. But, like, how do you recruit? What does the experience look like for a candidate? What does the onboarding experience look like? How can we improve those things so that in our, in our, messaging. It's about competing against the larger companies that have the budgets. You can still be sustainable and competitive even as a small business.
1: Absolutely. And and that's, that's an interesting point that you bring up. I think a lot of small business owners, generally speaking, don't think about things like employee value proposition, right? How do we convince that this person wants to come and work for us and nobody else? Because there are so many different competitors, not just in that industry, but this person can go and work anywhere else. A company that offers benefits and coaching and training and, you know, very smooth onboarding because they've done it a million times before, as opposed to joining a small business that's very much still. In the process of trying to figure it all out um, and I know that that's maybe not what some of my clients had bargained for but it is my duty to sit down and hold their hand through a lot of these painful points because once they're done once we have an EVP once we have a proper job description we never have to do this again. Right, Once we have a proper onboarding presentation and all of the the bells and whistles that go along with that, and I can help them with that. you know it's it's done and it's finished and and they don't have to think about it again, so it's it's the part of growing a business as well, and every single business, big or small, has gone through its growing pains. This is just one of them, right?
0: yeah, I'm curious what you see with clients when they get to the point of they've been self-employed and now they're ready to hire their first employee. Like what, what's the mindset, what are they experiencing in their business and how, how do you see them take that first step to hire? Uh,
1: great questions. Um, I think for a lot of my clients, what happens is that they come to this, isn't is the the decision to hire somebody when they're extremely overwhelmed right they've got way too much going on they can no longer juggle all of the balls in the air at the same time and so they come in and ideally what they're always looking for is sort of this plug-and-play solution right someone that's done this job in this industry with all of the same uh tools and they just want this person to sit behind the desk and start doing stuff taking stuff off their plate um but even if the person comes in fully trained, uh, often there's still no plug and play solution because they're still learning and they need to learn your leadership style. And uh, my clients, unfortunately, again, I think due to just the, the lack of the, the need to do so, they have never sat down and actually understood what their leadership style is. What do they offer? Uh, how do they plan on onboarding? And so, again, these are some of the things that, uh, we sort of go through as as growing pains um, and a lot of unfortunately what that process looks like in the beginning is um, my involvement is much much uh, stronger with clients that are hiring somebody for the very first time um, because so the handoff of sort of recruiter to employer um, is much much longer and I continue to check in uh, because I build a relationship as a recruiter with both my client and the candidate as well by the time we hire them I probably already had five or six conversations with them, right? And so they trust me, there is a rapport that's built there. So I want to make sure that they don't feel like I've just let them go. Um And, um and so we continue to check in, have conversations, make sure that everyone's on the same page, make sure that everyone's expectations for onboarding are being met, um, support the clients with building some of that um, information piece as well. And, and, we've learned that that makes things a lot smoother and generally tends to reduce uh, turnover rates. However, not always the case. Sometimes it's like that pain- pancake scenario where the first one's always a little wonky, right? Um, so we we learn from the experience and uh, the next time that we hire for the same position for the same client, generally speaking, it goes a lot smoother. So,
0: so I'm very curious about your perspective on owning a business that does HR and also having employees, you know, have you, I know I'm like, I'm trying to run the business. I'm still seeing clients. I'm in this weird space. And I'm
1: very curious what your experience has been. I think probably very similar to yours. Um, I, 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 I do find that it's hard to find a balance be, because i'm trying to grow the business so i'm still very much in constant consultations with clients i'm constantly going to conferences and attending different events not just events in the real estate industry but events in the hr industry as well and making sure that i'm speaking to sort of uh, all of my uh, counterparts on both sides and then at the same time Trying to again, performance manage. So, a lot of the same pain points and challenges that my clients go through, I've gone through them as well. Um, but for me, I'm also learning from them in terms of uh, being honest and humble and say that I don't know everything. And although I consult on a whole bunch of different things, I'm certainly not an expert on. You know, on all of them. Um, and so I want to make sure that I have these conversations and I ask for help a lot. Uh, probably more than, well, actually, no, not more than I need to. Uh, probably not enough, actually. And so I've got a great system, a, a great, uh, support system around me, a great network of wonderful individuals who know my strengths and my weaknesses as well. Uh, and are happy to jump in and say, you know what? Let me just take that off your plate. Cause I know you're going to screw that one up.
0: A love, a loving, uh, takeover. It sounds like,
1: <laughs> yes, very much so, and very much needed. Uh, the, quite literally, I was talking to you know somebody who supports me on the ops capacity, and she said, "I love you, but please get out of my way. Um, you're messing this up." And I said, "I love you too. Here you go. <laughs> Call me when it's
0: done." Yeah, I, it's so funny. I remember, you know, I can tell a client all day long best practice for letting someone go, and then when I had to do it internally, I was. Paralyzed, and it's just—it's so interesting. I think that allows us to be better consultants, right? Because we actually can tu- tune into the act, the feelings, the emotions, and that type of thing. But it's a, its an interesting dynamic to have consulted on these things and then now be experiencing them in my own business.
1: Absolutely, and I think we all need help sometimes, right? So at the end of the day, I think having that more objective third-party approach is is a lot easier when it comes to HR. But you're absolutely right. I think it's it's a learning lesson for us. And sometimes I sit there and just like you mentioning the termination situation, I say, Kate, you're such a hypocrite right now. You should have, you know, you should have done this better or you should have prepped this onboarding pre- presentation a little bit better. But at the same time, I often realize that I'm constantly learning. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is done is better than perfect. So I'm not going to get so hung up on the details that we get into this analysis paralysis and nothing actually gets done right Uh, i think we're all guilty of that as entrepreneurs because i want everything that goes out to my clients to be absolutely perfect but at the same time they're not going to wait for me for three weeks to finish a presentation because in my mind it's not perfect they don't know any any different right so i need to get them the information that they're asking for so um so yeah I, i i think definitely a great example of um, trying to find the balance between consulting and also living by the same rules. Mm-hmm. I know. I I'm like I have to do a handbook now. Like you know all of the things
0: that we we coach our clients on. It's it's now why I'm faced with those. So the irony, I guess. But um, <laughs> you mentioned that you found yourself as a department of one HR generalist and that you created a community. Can you talk a little bit about? why community is so important in this career path?
1: Absolutely. I think the role of HR quite often is a very lonely one. Um, and that's because we we have to keep uh, leadership and management sort of at bay because we are protecting the rights of employees. And then we have to keep the employees at bay because we could be terminating them tomorrow. And it's awful to terminate someone that you know so very personally that you've had lunch with them yesterday and you know all about their dog and their kids. and their in-laws and whatever else, right? So you, you, you're you sort of this this island within an organization um, and not having other HR professionals that you can talk to and discuss potential situations or just ask questions um, could be very daunting, I think, especially for people that are new to the industry or maybe new to the country that are still learning. And so this, this community that I had created now has I believe it's 2,200 members across Canada that are recruiters, uh, HR specialists. Mostly Canada. We do have some people from the U.S. and uh, from other countries as well. But it's a it's a place. It's a forum for people to safely ask questions, uh, share a situation, and ask for people's opinions. Double check things like you know laws and policies, and really just share uh, and network and ask anything and everything about the life of a consultant like you and I, right? And what was the path? How did you get here? Why did you decide to go on this path? I'm thinking about doing the same thing. Because at the end of the day, I truly believe that there is enough business for all of us here because there's going to be constant need for improvement. So we're not in competition with each other. There's enough pie for everyone to have, right? So I, I want to support the same way that throughout my career, I've been supported by amazing mentors and great managers and things like that. So I want to be able to, to offer the same support to somebody else. Uh, and if I can't, then at the very least, I'm going to offer them a community where they can share and, and ask questions.
0: I love it. Yeah, it's it's a lonely career path. You have to you have to be comfortable with not being liked. Uh, yeah, and, and and as
1: as humans, uh, human resources consultants, I think a lot of people go into the 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 industry or the, the the career path because they like people. And at the end of the day, I believe that we're all fairly social individuals, but we have nobody to socialize with at work. Sure, it really does get quite lonely. Um, and I've learned that the hard way after having to to, to terminate multiple people within different companies that I worked for. And so um, I, I think the community is important. And, you know, not everybody gets an HR joke, but there's at least 2,200 people that do.
0: There you go. <laughs> what, um as a consultant, is there anything that you would have done differently in starting your business?
1: For sure. I mean, there's definitely things that I would have liked to improve. I still do. It's a constant for me. Um, But I think having a lot more processes in place checklists for myself um, as well as uh, templates Um, I've had in the very beginning of my of my consulting days I've had so many people asking me for different things Uh, you know do we have a template for you know a termination letter and of course I can I can pull them together pretty quickly but it would have been nice to to just have sort of a set HR toolkit that we already had on file, so that it made things easier. But it's also part of the fun of learning, I suppose, right? You don't know what your client is going to need tomorrow, and so now we've got a bunch of different tools to help our clients with that. But in the beginning, I think I think it's more so a personal sort of a fear of not being able to deliver the to the expectation of my clients. Um, so again, it was it goes back to sort of being. Uh, being good at communicating what the expectations are both theirs and mine in terms of timelines and things like that um but yeah I I think I think we always want to be more prepared for a situation we always want to be more prepared for being on a podcast or for you know speaking at a lecture or whatever the case may be so um but I think a lot of it is just personal sort of hesitation I think it's something that Uh, statistically a lot more women do than men do um, as well right with regards to just feeling the the anxiousness behind not being fully prepped but I've decided to cast that aside and say that I will learn as I go and I will get better with every single try
0: I love it Um, Kate where can listeners connect with you
1: Uh, Well, they can find us on our website, of course, uh, which is www.thehrpro.ca. They are more than welcome to find us on Instagram and on LinkedIn and on Facebook um, and listen in to our HR minutes and, um, and just follow us and like our stuff. I love it. Kate, thank you so much for being on Quirky HR. Thank you so much for having me.